0: everyone we welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion we're so glad you could join us today we are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent Plainfield New Jersey in the United States of America and we welcome you all thank you for joining us today we'll begin with our morning prayer
1: I'm reading from Divinity Course and General Collectania, page 19 to 20. All we have to do is one thing, keep the first commandment. Thou also have none other gods before beside me, infinite mind, and that is infinite love. There is no evil mind that sweeps away error. There is infinite mind, good. Infinity is all. There is no other intelligence, life, or love. Now work out your problem from this standpoint. If we do not keep the first, we cannot keep the second to love one another. If ye love not man, your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God? Whom you have not seen. You only love God as far as you love man. May I be
0: This beautiful Thank you very much really the key to it all on our subject today of mind. Okay, we'll have the watching point now. Watch number
2: 224. Watch lest you accept the demonstration of divine mind year after year without making the effort to take on divine mind as your mind by reflection, by repudiating entirely the human mind so-called. The question is whether one can expect to continue to have such proofs in his life, evidences of the power of divine mind to help in time of need, if he fails to fulfill the demands of progress, namely, to labor to exchange minds as fast as possible. Demonstration in Christian science has for its purpose exhibiting the value of divine mind in contrast to the weakness and worthlessness of the human mind. While the improved state of the latter, which Christian science brings out, may seem useful and necessary for a time in man's journey upward, the human mind finally betrays one and falls by its own weakness unless it is put off. The demonstration of mind, which takes away human discord, is not intended to leave a patient in a state of negative harmony where he fancies that he can continue to call on God whenever he suffers in any way and thus maintain this negative sense of harmony in the flesh. The rewards given to a dog when he is being trained are merely designed to encourage him to right effort. When he has received his full training, he is required to obey without further reference to rewards. The first effects of demonstration in science bring man the human reward of from discord, the purpose of which is to encourage him to continue in well-doing, nor do such rewards cease as one succeeds in putting off the old and taking on the new. But the advancing student is expected to forge ahead without reference to such rewards, and to do his work for the world, whether he is rewarded with harmony in the flesh
0: or not. Thank you.
2: Okay. Comments on that one. Well, that the um, not looking for rewards um, is the um, is one of the things that I I'm so much further along. But looking to the picture to check on it to see whether my work is is having an effect on the human or material situation. But I'm learning more and more and, and so much better at knowing the truth for the truth's sake, knowing that there's only one mind because that is the only mind there is and not for any results humanly that will come of it. So I'm I'm, I'm grateful for the progress I'm making in that reward, in, the, in that direction.
0: Thank you. Well, and
3: that's making progress towards obeying the first commandment, isn't it? Yes. To love God only and not love the reward of peace in the, you know, human peace, so-called.
0: Peace, peace, where there is no peace. Yeah. See? Yeah. People usually come to Christian Science for the rewards because they've had healings. But then you must progress past that and learn what it was that brought the healing about. What brought the healing about is the divine mind. And ah, this is where the crunch is <laughs> because mm-hmm. people want to continue. They call it what? Having your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You want your human mind. And and still receive war rewards, but it doesn't work. The human mind must be put off. This is the new birth that goes on hourly. Mrs. Eddy says in that beautiful article. And 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 so, what is the human mind?
2: Weak and worthless. <laughs> it's nothing. It's um. A counterfeit of the divine mind, so all it can point to is the oneness of the divine mind. Yeah, it's like the human experience—sometimes beautiful, always erroneous.
0: Thank you. And and what is? I believe it's it Galatians or Ephesians. What does it say that the car? It, the human mind is the carnal mind. It lists the, the
1: whole mind. one.
0: And yeah, yeah, enmity it's towards m- God, enmity <laughs> towards God. It's It's rebellion and and, uh, lust. There's a whole list of things. (laughs) And when when you begin to feel that way or get into that, you're in the human mind. And the human mind here, we've been taught, it's a murderer. And what did you just say, Lenny? Sometimes.
2: Oh, always, sometimes beautiful, always erroneous.
0: Yes, so even the beautiful aspects of it will lead to destruction and death. Why? Because
3: it's mortal,
0: It's mortal, and Mrs. Eddie has said that's all the human mind is capable of, destroying itself. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But it's like a hot potato. You don't want to be holding on to it when that's going on to you. So let it go. Again, putting off the old man for the new. And it is. It's, it's a work of eternity. We keep at it. It doesn't just happen overnight. You get tempted to, to be jealous, to, to do things perhaps you know better, to disobey the Sermon on the Mount, disobey the Ten Commandments. There, we have those things for a good reason, to keep us in the divine mind, to have that mind in Christ. That mind, it also in Christ Jesus. That mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, that's the mind, and that's the mind that heals. And you can't go on, as this watching point says, going along, staying in the human mind, and then just think you can pull up, a... switch it quickly. Yeah, yeah, help, help! I'm in trouble at the midnight hour, or even after a point to call a practitioner especially if you've been knowingly disobeying God, You can't just get a quick fix. Or if you do, it will not last. But this is the true teaching and how wonderful it is. Because Mrs. Eddy has said, um, more than anything else, it makes morals for men. You're not just healed physically. Your whole outlook, your whole life, everything, you begin to experience heaven on earth and then to help others as well, because it's always an awakening process. In truth, which is how I guess Karen started, we're, we're perfect now. The human mind is a, is a big nothing, but it would seem to be a big something. Many minds, right?
3: But that's all there is to it, is a belief that you have a mind separate from God, or that anybody has a mind separate from God. And it's a false belief, and that's the nothingness of it.
1: Interesting. How can infinite mind have other, any other, thinking? Hmm. think about it?
3: Well, that's the key. Thank you. And that's where Christian science goes beyond other so-called religions. To make the fact, to state the fact, that the mind, the divine mind, is infinite. There is no other. And that separates Christian science from so-called human religion. And it is what gives us our dominion, all mortal circumstances. And it may not be a path of roses. In fact, it won't be a path of roses. But with the dominion, you overcome all the obstacles and all the challenges and all the, you know, persecutions and all that stuff. You overcome them. And that's the dominion. Again, today
0: I have beautiful articles Carrie sent me, which I will... And one, I don't even remember the name of it at, at this point, but um, <laughs> this he had a boatload of them. Um, it it brings out the fact that yes, man is in dominion, right? Dominion over all things. But who has dominion over man? God. God. Mm-hmm. Yes, and don't ever forget that. <laughs>
2: We only have dominion because of the because we reflect dominion. We don't possess it or have it, but we reflect it. That's, that's the difference.
0: Thank you. Very important to learn this because otherwise we are in in big trouble.
3: Um, and you can say that about intelligence. We have intelligence because we reflect the divine intelligence. We have beauty because we reflect the all goodness of God. We have everything that we have through reflection, and that is the key.
0: So remember, when you're ever tempted by the carnal mind to go into it, you know that's where our struggle is. You struggle till you, like Jacob, um, struggled you get out of it and you get your sense of peace and dominion with God reflecting him, his mind, one mind, the only mind. Is Craig there yet? No. No. Well I liked what he said on the forum, just a simple sentence. It is not to be vain. And then Izzy wrote, so often and especially over the past Few years, I have seen the media, mortal mind, prey on people's vanity and sense of superiority, them into believing the most unbelievable things, and has led me to believe that vanity is quite possibly the most dangerous human sense of all. And because what is the opposite of vanity?
1: Humility. Humility
0: and it's humility, and that's the lens and prism. That's the opening to how we can become God-like. And this was a wonderful article sent um, called The New Order by M. Anyway, it says, When our leader followed the heavenly vision and sought out the signs of Christianity, that we might learn to demonstrate the Christ truth. The rival or better, the rebel, is found in human selfhood when exalted by pride. The unprincipled will works only evil. It may be deified and weighed through the slaughterhouse to a throne as king or as priest enslaved the consciousness and consciousness of men. Nevertheless, it is the man of sin wherever manifested The lesson from this mental condition is vividly taught in the Bible. When Nebuchadnezzar proudly called himself a creator and separated himself from God by vain glory, the animal mind of the grazing ox was shown to be all the mind he had. And like a beast, shaggy-haired, he fed with a beast. The deification of his own imperious will made Saul of Israel cease to be a man and become a sullen, vindictive brute. Herod set himself on high till the people called him a god. But Lai was humbled in the dust by the conqueror worm. Those are very sobering (laughs) illustrations from the Bible, aren't they? And, and this is the importance of reading the Bible, because it keeps you humble. I mean, who wants to turn into a shaggy-haired beast? <laughs> or <laughs> you can spend a song. All he wanted to do, he became jealous, and he didn't handle the jealousy of David. He was so jealous of him, and then he got consumed by that jealousy. And look what happened to him. My dear friends... Jealousy is one of the worst, well, they're all bad, but but (laughs) jealousy to fall into that. And look what will happen if you do. You must obey the commandment. Thou shalt not covet all the commandments. And this beautiful golden text, which is what, Lil? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It took me years and years and years to understand what that meant. I mean, you know, I kind of knew, oh, yeah, you don't make a god of money. You don't make a god of this. You don't. But to really know other gods, how often we do, what are some gods that you can think of? Food. Yeah. Food.
2: Our bodies.
1: Absolutely.
0: A big one. Big one. Yeah. Our, Our job you know, pardon me? Our job. Our job, absolutely. Get carried away with it. And then you get very proud of what you have you get proud of your body, perhaps. You get obsessed to make it look perfect. And then you get proud that it does. And then you get Israel when it's horrible human mess.
3: Maybe one of the most common and easiest is make a god of uh, human relatives, or a spouse, or a child. Yeah.
2: Money, the love yeah. of money.
0: And remember, it is love, honey. Money, yeah. money can come. As a byproduct, when you're doing his work, as it did with Mrs. Eddie, um, and, and if you use it wisely, yes, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it does. And and but it's the love when you get consumed with making it and worshiping it. Um. Anyway, in this article, it goes on with utmost diligence. Must we watch? lest we sleep as do others. For in that night of drowsiness, the thief comes to kill brotherly love. If love be changing, difference, therein must the devil be resisted earnestly. Indifference causes the forthgoing of love to cease. Love one another as I have loved you, commanded Jesus. He illustrated divine love in meekness, Such love our leader and guide has shown us in her word to us ever. Guard humility. Only in the silence of humility can the voice of God be heard. Those who hear have understanding and know what the will of God is. They announce the coming of the kingdom of heaven. The announcement for this age has come and men knew it not because there has been no fanfare of trumpets, no processions, no shoutings of the multitude, but it has come without observation. And when the history of times is written, the most significant event since the Christian era began will be discerned, the new order and the whole thought of which it is significant. And what is that new order?
2: Christian science.
0: Science. Christian science. Absolutely. It's changed everything. And this is why we are so... Do you realize how blessed you are to know of it? Do you have any idea how we should be on our knees every day in such gratitude that you even know of it, that you can touch the border of the hem of the Christ? And understand how they as Christ did, not with medications, but as Christ did. But it requires this consecration, this total dedication to this. And a deep, deep love and have no other gods before you. No no other gods. And you ask yourself during the day when things come to you, are you having another I was telling someone the other day that pardon John that I love so much when Pilate questioned the Christ Mm -hmm. and said don't you know I have power to crucify you or let you go and Christ answered
1: no power (laughs) given by God
0: you have no power over me unless it be given to you by God. Now that is obeying the first commandment. We give other circumstances lives a power they don't have, and then we suffer the consequences. Why? Because we've disobeyed this first commandment. So if you think you are in subjection to anything, again or anyone or anyone any circumstance as Ingrid said last week about a certain place she she thought any any kind of thing person place or thing No, if it isn't from God it has no power over unless you give it that power and my friends that is provable and if you don't believe me you prove it for yourself and you will if you do it with your whole heart, mind, and soul, which is another thing this lesson brings out, we need to seek him like that. Again, the first commandment.
2: Can I share? I the, the, it's due. Go ahead. Uh, from fragments uh, by, uh, made by uh, written by Carpenter, but collected of Mrs. Eddy's writings. And she said, and I found it this week, and the quote, the distemper of pride is more dangerous than smallpox. It is the greatest pox in the land. Its postulates, its postulate, leaves the ugliest scars.
0: That really struck me this week. End quote. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pride. And there again, you know, we can equate these things. So now they're telling us about this monkey pox, right? <laughs> so let's. Poke it into its total oblivion. It has no power unless you give it power. And we refuse to do that. We're gonna have to think of another name. I know I have nameless nothing now. i have to think of another <laughs> 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 just keep mm-hmm. the same for the whole it's all it's all the same thing. They're all the
3: same nothingness, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There's There's oh,
2: Monkey yeah. sounds like funny fox.
1: Why not the contagion of love, divine love, instead?
3: Yes. Thank you. Which is the only thing that is (laughs) (laughs)
0: contagion. We should call all of it contagion of divine love. It's the only contagion because that is what has power given to us from on high, the first commandment. And in another beautiful article, this one I'd like on the carousel because this is a basic truth, you know, we've been we're taught here over and over and over. It's called God first by Kate Buck. We've always been taught here, you put God first, everything else in your life will turn out okay. You do not, you let other things get before him, then you got trouble. And again, why? That's disobedience to the first commandment. So Kate Buck says Thou shalt have no other gods before me was the favorite text of our brave leader and it is synonymous with God first. We cannot parley with it or hang about the edges of it or follow it occasionally or find ourselves in those about us of greater interest. From earliest childhood we have taken the words of the first commandment trippingly on the tongue with little if any conception of their meaning and power. And generally, it is only when we are wearied of the human selfhood with its, its unfulfilled and unsatisfying schemes that we actually begin to obey the long-established decree. I think that is so beautiful, our long-established mm-hmm. decree. It's been with us forever. It's a commandment, it's not a choice. Don't think it's a choice. These are commandments. The Sermon on the Mount is a commandment. It's given in a much gentler way. And I love in the chosen where Jesus says he you know, he and Matthew are having that discussion about the Sermon on the Mount before it's given. And Jesus decides to put the the Beatitudes first because he says it shows the way to him. That's a beautiful way to think of Mm it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you think of the Beatitudes and obeying them and how blessed you will be. It's, It's the way to find the Christ. So for anyone who thinks they don't know the Christ, start with that certainly start with the first commandment, and what do they say? If you obey, obey the first commandment, what?
1: Then you can obey the second. Then you can't
0: disobey you can
1: all the rest. You can obey the second. All, yeah. That's
0: it. When you can do the first, all the others, you have to do. You couldn't possibly kill. You couldn't possibly covet you couldn't possibly do all the other things when you are loving God supremely. It would be impossible. You would love your neighbor as yourself and love God supremely. And if you feel you don't know God, I mean, and I understand a lot of people get taught that God is wrathful and is it's the cause of a lot of troubles. But, of course, in science, that's, we know that's a lie about God. It's a lie, and it's a simple lie. Because God is love, and all that that means. And I remember feeling, you know, it was a huge thing to me when I found out that I didn't have to, you know, go around running around trying to please God in, in a human way, I guess you can call it, and that if I didn't, he would be mad at me or something, or things would go wrong. I didn't read my lesson every morning. or You know, all that can fall into superstition. God loves unconditionally. You can be the worst sinner in the world, and God loves you. He doesn't see you as that, of course. He's, yeah, He separates the era always from the person. The era, as we just talked about, that will destroy itself. That's all it can do. Sometimes suffering but the child of God remains untouched. There's a beautiful, another article that Carrie sent, but it was something we were taught here about. You know, if you had a beautiful remnant painting and it was all covered with dust and dirt, so it would seem to be blurred and obscured, um, you would get someone who knew how to what?
1: Restore it. Restore
0: restore restore yes and then it would shine forth in all its glory wouldn't it
1: yes
0: and in this what well, mm-hmm. brings out what this is isn't this what Mrs Eddy did for us you know we can be kind of blurry mess but through science doors you in all your beauty and radiancy and glory as the image and likeness of God.
1: This is how Jesus healed too, right? I mean, he said, "Jesus beheld in science the perfect man. No matter what he saw, he saw the perfect man behind."
0: Yes, him. I think that's one of the most important sentences, if I could even dare say that, in science and health. That it's a—it's just a quick, <laughs> quick—if you want to call it quick—but a way that Jesus healed, he okay. saw. He saw God. If you have someone who needs healing, look into their face and see the face of God. It's all that's there. It's like the Rembrandt painting that needs cleaning up. And, and as, as Jesus did, you will heal that person. You'll bring out the truth about that person. It can't be blurred or obscured. Also in this article God First, Kate Buck says it has been said truly that the battle of our life is won and heaven begun when we can say Thy will be done and when indeed we can assert with an honest self sense of self surrender, Father, thy will be done. I am weary of my own. <coughs> Isn't that true? I'm so, I'm so sick of myself. <laughs> <I just laughs> that goes with pond and purpose. You know, in the beginning, you have to loathe those things about yourself that aren't godlike. It doesn't mean truly you loathe yourself, but you loathe the error that seems to be holding you in bondage it can't be done. She says, further, self is the only prison that can ever bind the soul. (laughs) But this false sense of yourself, that's not of God. You think you're bad or unworthy or ugly or this or that. And, And no, 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 no. There is the Rembrandt. And then... But quotes Mrs. Eddy on 55 of Science and Health, and this goes along with Father, thy will be done. I'm weary of my own. Whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. It's something we all have to learn later. Hopefully, it's sooner than later. So, she does. She has compassion. She'll say, oh, the pity of it, that we should seem, that it should seem difficult at times, and so extremely slow of accomplishment. How we hug to ourselves, cherished plan that seems to our limited vision so wholly good, that we are sure it must needs be fulfilled, and how sadly we grieve when our human planning comes to naught. Through many generations, we have been carefully trained to look in the wrong direction for health and happiness and are proving deplorably true this quaint bit of philosophy, quote, the further you go on the wrong road, the further you must walk back. Mm-hmm. Usually we strive long as we act through a mistaken sense of good. For often we advance spirit would only through the defeat of the very things we are clamoring for. Hmm. Please let Florence say that. Florence can say that really.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: oh my. <laughs> when we learn to let God rule, asking to do only that which he will have us to do, relinquishing the delusive baubles to which others so tenaciously cling, we find a mental harmony which can be gained in no other way. And then ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So I had to ask myself question. Do do I do that? And I did not do that. I sought a lot of things with my whole heart, but I wasn't seeking God with my whole heart. And that was kind of a shock to me. So, again, playing yourself, your your pride of things and people and places and achieving this, that, or the next thing and putting your yourself on the altar and what will God do? you will be amazing, and there's no plan for it. What he does for one person, he won't do for someone else. Everyone is unique and individual. All are the expressions of God in unique and individual ways.
3: And the the amazing thing about it is when, when you do this, you don't ever lose anything good. I mean, it may seem uncomfortable at first, or continue to seem uncomfortable as you make progress. And things fall away. People that you thought might be friends will fall away. And people that you never knew will come into your life and prove to be even better friends. Things will change when you do this. And it will be, you know, new and different. even be a little scary at times but it will always be better and that's the that's the wonderful thing about it you don't you don't uh hug your tatters close about you you let the winds of god blow and it'll blow bad things away and it'll blow good things to you so to speak but you never have you, you, you will. And that's just where faith comes in. You have, to be, you have to be confident in your own mind that it's a good thing. Um, and uh, the benefits will come to you um, right away. And then, you know, sometimes the benefits will take a while. But if you don't lose your confidence in God, uh, you'll never be disappointed
0: I, I thank you. I love where this you know this lesson totally debunks the brain, doesn't it? Over and over and mm-hmm. over. And do we have to stay strong with that? With all this artificial intelligence out now, people, materia medica getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and trying to dissect the brain. And you know, Alzheimer's, autism, mm-hmm. I call them the big A's, Depends. allergies, whatever. They they look in the brain to see cause and effect, and mm-hmm. they look. In the wrong place don't they
2: uh-huh.
1: all of them
0: not there and we must be so strong on this right now because it's just touting all over the place and some people have superior brains than others what a load of garbage is that
1: <laughs>
0: over and over this lesson brings out our intelligence is in god and everyone has it when we know it's from him and um I love to, so truly, we work on this all the time. Don't ever be, don't ever take that in. Don't think about it. Don't ever think it's a cause of anything. You know, I've heard this person always say, oh, my brain isn't working today or some stupid thing. (laughs) Well, you know, you can't be saying that and being a Christian scientist. What kind of talk? (laughs) (laughs) you got to declare in the morning, what do we declare first thing?
2: God is the
0: only mind. God is the only mind. Yes. And you declare it through the day. It is the only mind. And I. It goes into this. This is a very interesting article about. My name is Legion, for or we are many. And this is by the, Dr. Tut, I guess, or J. M. Tut. And he writes, in place of the false statement, my name is Legion, for we are many, came the scientific statement, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not a legion of minds, but one mind, intelligence indivisible, not a legion of diseases, but one disease, the fiction, the illusion, the lie that man, God's own image and likeness, could be less than perfect. The lie about health, man's natural state. Not a legion of remedies and systems of treatment, but one curative agent, the truth about perfect God and perfect man, science and health. The truth which applied to any phase of error casts out, annuls, repudiates the lie And then, applying this truth to the erroneous medical theories and to the equally erroneous theological dogmas, the writer experienced the joy of demonstration as singly and by groups, the legion of errors answered to the Christ command, come out of the man. In the incident referred to, when the legion had come out of the man, they entered into swine, which all ran violently down a steep place into the sea and were choked. Thus, The false beliefs of many men, of many minds, of many bodies, of many souls, and all the host of errors leave the consciousness going out as only lies destroyed. (laughs) wholly false, they have no identity, no author, no origin, no one, and no thing to father them, and they are choked in the sea of non existence
3: I think that, as Gary says, you have to have faith to make and stand and have that happen, because otherwise those human beliefs keep knocking at the door.
0: Yes. <clears throat> well, I that <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that again is the first is the first commandment, uh-huh. your mm-hmm. faith. Where is your faith? You know, again, The Chosen, because I've been watching it for I don't know how many times, but when Simon's wife, Simon was in all kinds of trouble with debt, she asked him, where is your faith? And he says, well, faith won't get me fish or something like that. She <laughs> says, not now. I mean, all, all for a long time, you've had no faith. If, if you're obeying the first commandment, you will have faith. You will. Where is your faith? You believe that you have a faith in something, they say. You, you have faith in evil? That you have faith in? Come on. <laughs> you can do better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Have faith in God. Where is your faith? The one God, the one power. You have no power over me unless you be given to me by God. That's how you get faith, and if you don't have it, you got to start doing this, because you have faith that there's an other power other than God, which is the definition of animal magnetism. So remember that, and don't step out of it. Your faith comes in obeying the first commandment. And then the other thing in this lesson, I mean, I loved all of it, but... All, all sin is insanity in different degrees. Don't, can't you see that? The, the, all's insanity, you know, someone crazy in a cave, but aren't there many forms of insanity? I mean, all these people that are lusting after money and live in these gigantic homes, And are so unsatisfied. Me, that's a form of insanity. People that
2: pleasing is insane.
0: (laughs) Eh? People pleasing is insane. Yes. It's a very thing to think about, because only only when you recognize it as a form of sin will you be able to not do it. Um. This is an article by McKinsey called The Sound Mind. The highly self-important mind that sets out to achieve for itself kingdom and power and glory usually begins by being um, unfilial, giving no honor to father and mother, nor can it honor God, for it continually acquires other gods, imaging forth their characteristics and actions. It plans to steal the thing desired without regard to the rights of others. It respects not the chastity of the home, nor the sanctity of innocence. It will destroy without compunction the human life of anyone who stands in its way. It covets the visible good of others with an unslaked thirst. This, then, is insanity, but men have too often termed it greatness. Sanity comports with humility gentleness forbearance moral courage and the glory of divine strength in doing well it means love for god honor to parents truth to friends fairness and friendliness to all mankind the sound mind is cleansed of sin as well as of sickness and this purity is Christianity, Christianity scientific. So, and we, we have seen people doing this, thinking they are achieving great greatness, but they are sowing the wind. Yeah, sowing the wind, and they will reap the whirlwind. Is usually done in the aggrandizement of personal sense, personal self, how great I am. that seems to be the lure. so and this is why people who are disobeying some people feel don't you feel like you're going crazy, right? feel like you're going crazy because you are. you're not hearing the father's voice, you're listening to other voices. And I will hear no other
1: voice,
0: heed no other call,
3: And then when this happens to people, what does the human mind come up with as the remedy?
1: Mm-hmm. A
3: drug, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks to matter for the, for the source of the problem, and then it looks to matter for the source of the solution.
0: That's why so many people are on drugs and on liquor and other things. Which is a drug. Yeah, which is also a drug. They're trying to um, silence mortal mind voice. Mm-hmm. And you can't silence it because God made you capable of this. You haven't exercised that muscle and you must begin. And there's no time like the moment. We do these, all these, we will find our refuge in the one mind, our peace, our glory, our heaven on earth. And we will also see others in that one mind, not minds many. they the one. Perhaps this is sometimes the most challenging, but if many of you have experienced, you know, going to meetings and at work or something, and you thought there's going to be all this division, instead, there was harmony. You can prove it in one instance, you can prove it in many. So I think the bell is going to ring soon, and beautiful to read. Again, last week I so enjoyed all the references to flowers, so (laughs) Carrie found another beautiful reference.
3: This is uh, an editorial from The Sentinel, 1905, an excerpt from an article by John B. Willis entitled, A Garden Gleaning. (laughs) He writes, Those who are cultivating their acquaintance with the flowers these sunny days will not doubt the statement that paradise was a garden, nor question that the roses and lilies are its most fitting symbols. These sweet friends win us through such simple ways and yet how irresistible is their appeal. Who has ever buried his face in their beauty, or quaffed deeply in their of their proffered fragrance, without wishing he were as pure and sweet as they? How prodigal they are in their generosity how indifferent to our unworthiness and the bestowal of their delights. They seem to have learned as may we, that of the best things there is inexhaustible store, that they are brought us from gardens which never fail, in the paradise of God. The flowers exact no pledge and impose no creed, but with delicate persuasiveness they appeal to the purer sentiments, the more refined tastes, the more spiritual aspirations. They tell us of the one divine source of all sweetness, beauty. They tell of the infinite artist who, in their beauteous unfoldment, is ever addressing our nobler sense. And, the, and thus, they are indeed the true friends and benefactors of all who love their appearing and yield to their ministry. To listen to their teaching is to grow into their likeness. The aroma of a smile is very delicate. Yet how wonderfully persuasive and helpful. And we must know that tired eyes are waiting for this mark of gentle kindliness in every byway of our pilgrimage. Surely he who in the consciousness of good the aspiration to be wholly conformed to the Christ ideal shall bring to every man and to every circumstance the gentleness of love's sweet blossoming. He shall win the inheritance promised of old. Thou shalt be as a watered garden. End quote.
0: So we can all go forth and be as a watered garden. Mm-hmm. Thank you joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you.